listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 48 and 49. We're transitioning from Haru to Oyame, if you're reading the Tokyo Pop version. <laughs> or if you're reading a collector's edition, it's from Momiji Antatori to Haru and Oyame. <laughs> These are the important things to understand. Yes. Very exciting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Still sorry, not sorry that... Uh, you have to read over two volumes if you're reading one of those translations. <laughs> One's something that's in an actual book form. <laughs> Eventually it'll settle out again. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine someday. I forget when, but sometime soon. This episode, or this, like, these chapters actually kind of, like, kick off the summer. They're all like, it's summer break! So we're, like, about <laughs> to be in the summer arc. Ooh, so exciting. So much drama is going to happen, probably. <laughs> and by probably, I mean I know. <laughs> <laughs> so much summer. <laughs> so much summer is going to happen, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't have announcements. Let's just, let's jump right into it. I just want to talk to you so much about these chapters. It's going to be exciting, I think. I think we're going to have a good time this time. So this chapter, chapter 48, opens with our favorite teacher, Mayuko Daisensei-sama, sitting on a desk, arms crossed. She closes her eyes as she delivers the final line of what was undoubtedly an inspirational speech. You don't have to be adults, but be someone who can take responsibility for their own words and actions. Believe it or not, that's actually harder. The students quiver with anticipation as she finishes her speech. And so, the sermon from your teacher is over. Enjoy your summer to the fullest. And do your homework. <laughs> and the kids freak out, and they toss their books in the air. They cry. A shoe is thrown. You can see in the background. <laughs> I'll play. I'll eat. I'll sleep. I'll do my part-time job. I won't give a damn about studying. Uo shouts, putting her foot up on a chair on her desk or something. Toru calmly packs her bag and says... It's going to be a great summer vacation. And Uo's like, I feel so good. I could smash a car. Rah! And Toru is like, that, that's... Arisa, will you calm down a little? Hana says. And then a page reveals that she's wearing a straw sun hat and carrying a bug net and a popsicle and a beach ball and like an inner tube. Do you call this an inner tube? Because I, I was writing these notes and I was like, how to describe? Yeah, I call yeah. them inner tubes. Okay, that's what I thought. And then I asked my husband and he, he was like, I don't know, pool donut? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I might generically refer to it as a pool float. A pool float. But that is specifically an inner tube. A pool ring. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. an inner tube, a right? Pool. Okay. A pool cheerio. <laughs> a pool cheerio. Actually, when I think of a pool ring, I think of those like diving rings that are the toys that you throw in the pool and they sink and you have to go get them, fetch them. Oh, yeah. I used to play with them. I love child. those. Yeah. yeah. Yes, so she carries a pool floaty. Anyway, Yuki and what looks like Kyo's two best friends question Hana. The question why Hana is leaving. Shouldn't she be taking supplementary classes? I have no use for such a thing, she says. I didn't get a single red mark. What did you say? The two friends freak <laughs> out. So you didn't want to take supplementary classes in a classroom with no air conditioning in this heat, Uo asks, taking the ball from her and Toru takes the inner tube. And <laughs> Hana is like, exactly, last year was terrible. So you're saying you could have passed all along, the friends ask, while Yuki uh, looks at some kids who are surrounded by hearts and kind of like a little chibi panel in the background. I don't know if they're like, uh... Hmm? There's for like the first half of this chapter, there's just like girls following them around. It's kind of hysterical. Yes. <laughs> With little hearts following so, them. Yeah, so it just like starts there, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I guess they are... So I said, I don't know if they're coming for Yuki with their attention or just like everyone is all happy about summer break but I think they're just coming for Yuki with their attention then <laughs> yeah I think in that first panel with Yuki there's some in the back and they're saying like Yuki-kun or whatever so <laughs> okay yeah so they're coming after him with their attention yeah all their summer energy uh, Hana says she has thought about that but at the end of the day 
I realized I don't feel like it, she says. I see, the boys think, and Uo yawns. <laughs> As Yuki, Kyo, and Toru leave school, they chat. Kyo calls Toru simple for saying that the beginning of summer vacation is exciting, and Yuki's like, what an insult, being called simple by a true simpleton. And then he also tells Toru that Shigeru said he won't be home that night. Kyo is like, don't ignore me, and then they argue, of course. <laughs> Toru uh, starts to get nervous about the bickering, and she distracts them by asking what they want for dinner. Shogayaki, a voice calls. I would like some shogayaki. It turns out it's Haru who's standing in the sprinkler at the side of the school. <laughs> Yuki's like, what are you doing? It's refreshing, Haru says. Kyo grabs Haru's shoulder and says he looks creepy. Gotcha, Momiji says, squirting Kyo with, like, in the face with a little like bird-shaped water gun thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure pissed him off. Like, <laughs> On hot days, water is the best, Momiji says. Damn happy rabbit, Kyo shouts and then double noogies him in the sides of the head, which he hasn't done in a while, which is exciting. <laughs> While Momiji was, Kyoka, Toro calls, but it's too late. The sprinkler sweeps back across and the dreads Momiji and Kyo. <laughs> Kya ha ha, we're soaked. We're soaked, Momiji cheers, and Kyo is like, no more mercy, and grumps. <laughs> Off to the side, Haru grabs Yuki's shirt and says, Shogiaki is good for dealing with the summer heat, and Yuki is like, I knew that. <laughs> I'm not sure how. <laughs> I'm guessing that it has something to do with like the ingredients in. I looked at what it is. I'm like, it's a hot dish with ginger. That's not cool. No, I know. I I don't know. I mean, it sounds delicious, but let me. I think it is. I probably we've probably like eaten it. It's probably been like a bento, and you didn't know. Uh, probably good for. Good for summer. Yeah. I mean, pork and ginger just sounds good to me. It is delicious. So this one article says, in summer, we need something to energize the body to fight against the heat, question mark. Vitamin, no, that's what I added the question mark. Vitamin B, vitamin B contained in the pork works for revitalizing the body and ginger improves blood circulation. Okay, I guess improving blood circulation could cool you down. Anyway, we cut to later. Momiji leads the gang. And by gang, this time I mean Toroyuki, Kyo, and Momiji, and Haru, just to be specific. Uh, to something fun, quote-unquote, to celebrate the start of summer break. <laughs> it's a secret until they get there, but fortunately we soon see that it is a haunted house. <laughs> Momiji's like, wow, it looks it really does look fun, because I guess someone in his class said it looks fun. There's also <laughs> a sound effect when they arrive at the um, at the haunted house, which is like Doron, which I looked up, and it says, haunted house sense. <laughs> There's a... In case somebody's curious, there's like a really good Japanese like sound effect dictionary. Like sometimes in, I was kind of surprised because sometimes in the Tokyo Pop ones, there's like a sound effect dictionary in the back, mm -hmm. but this this one volume of the manga didn't have it, so I was like, what is this haunted house sound? <laughs> it's the haunted house sound. It turns out it turns out it's the haunted house sound. So <laughs> it's or gloomy. It's like gloomy, upset, haunted house sound. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, it's kind of magical. So Momiji is like, let's go. But Yuki and Kyo are, of course, like, hold on a second. Let's see if everybody wants to go. Like, Honda-san, for example. And then we see Toru, panic-stricken, sweating, clutching her backpack to her chest, like, <laughs> hugging her backpack to her chest. She's speechless, Haru says. <laughs> That's a no, Kyo says. And he starts to drag Momiji off. And Momiji is like, Toru, you don't want to? Are you scared? She grimaces. No, she says. And then she clutches her chest and trembles. <laughs> well, Yes, but my mother always told me that we need to face our fears because if we stay afraid of th then those fears can rule our lives, so I mustn't keep avoiding it. Omiji looks ecstatic and his bunny ears are up. <laughs> Kyo is like, it's okay if you avoid it. 
No, she insists again. I'll go in. I'll go in. I'll conquer my fears. And then to the admission person, she says, I will humbly partake of you. You're allowing me to carefully enter. And Yukio are like, what? Yeah. I'm a Toru. I just got an email about uh, Universal's Halloween Horror Nights or whatever. I was like, ha, fuck no. (laughs) Inside the haunted house, Toru is, of course, freaking out the whole time, just like me. (laughs) <laughs> and Kyo asks why she's so scared she's like why indeed <laughs> Yuki Yuki's like I'm more concerned about the ones who've been laughing the whole time and then we see Haru and Momiji in the background who like look at a woman who's hanging down and Momiji's like yeah, ha, ha, why is she hanging upside down is she exercising <laughs> like, <laughs> perhaps laughter is the answer Toru says sweating and hugging her backpack to her chest again I'm, I'm laughing see she says as a demon pops out ha 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 she screams as like a lantern demon pops out at her from the other side otherwise known as a, I had to look this up it's like the lantern with a little tongue and one eye mm-hmm. or I think it has I can't remember if it's one eye or not but it's a lantern with a tongue it's called a chochinobake which is just like lantern <laughs> demon essentially it sounds adorable <laughs> a lantern with a tongue or the word chochinobake the word. <laughs> yeah sounds like a good pokemon yeah it reminds me of like a cherum there is a there is a ghost lamp pokemon so. oh, oh yeah that's right there is yeah that is true it's like if there's a um oh god what's the term for these yokai yeah and like if there's a yokai yeah. there's a pokemon <laughs> based off of it there's no one with a creepily long neck like the next demon yeah. that pops up later in the story um, now we do have the nose one <laughs> yeah that guy's probably a yokai for sure He's, yeah <laughs> nice I'm I'm scared, Toru says, falling to her knees and panting. <laughs> then she resolves to walk with her eyes closed, and then of course immediately smacks face first into a wall. And Yuki says that she should really <laughs> open her eyes, but she says that this way is a little less scary. But it turns out that even the spooky soundtrack in the background freaks her out, and she bonks her head on a fake tree. <laughs> I like how um, it says like uh, like spooky or whatever, which is just like a translation. The sound effect is translated. Mm-hmm. In the um in the Japanese one it says like ah 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 does like help me ooh, or whatever it's really funny <laughs> so like even the spooky sound effect is scaring her it's no good at this rate she'll die Yuki and Kyo think <laughs> give me your hand they both say at the same time a moment of silence passes and by silence I mean no one says anything but the spooky soundtrack plays in the background <laughs> then Yuki and Kyo of course start to argue Toru kind of like wobbles to her feet and then Omiji swoops in and takes her hand. Kyo and Yuki are like, huh? As uh, ghosty figures in the background, which I think is apropos in this setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you shouldn't let your fighting get in the way of helping a girl in need, Momiji chastises them, and then he leads Toru on. They rendezvous with Haru, who asks if she's okay, and she's like, barely. And he suggests <laughs> that if she's scared, why not create her own story? There's a guy with arrows like stabbed in his back that pops out and scares her. For example, Haru says, this person, he looks scary, but he's actually fine. He's actually a fine, upstanding young man who likes animals and cooking. On Sundays, he even volunteers for community service. Growing up, he was that guy that all the girls wanted to marry, but he has one flaw. He's easily moved to tears. Wow, really? Momiji and Toru say. (laughs) But even such a man can have a most grievous past. When he was 10 years old, he was separated from his mother, Haru says, and Toru and Momiji are like, really? <laughs> it was pouring rain the night it happened. She pulled a sweater over him, one she had made for him herself. Her gentle hands, gentle voice, the tears that welled up in her eyes, that was the last image he has of his mother. And then we see an imagined woman handing this, like, mannequin a sweater with apples on it, and he still has the arrows in his back and, like, this little imagination, <laughs> imagined scene that they're 
Hart was talking about. The next morning she was gone, all that was left were his drunkard father and a huge debt, and the sweater, but he remembered his mother's tears from that night never held it against her, and silently he worked for his father to repay the debt, all while clutching the sweater, fragrant with his mother's love, dreaming of the day he'd be reunited with her, Haru continues, and Toru and Momiji have been moved to tears. <laughs> <laughs> and that day has finally come. She had her reasons for leaving, but she now has come to tell him that she regrets her actions. Let's have the mother explain the rest, Haru says, and then he pulls the head off of like a long neck demon that pops out of a well. <laughs> which I looked up and it's called a uh, Dokudo Kubi. Which is just like long neck or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kubi means neck. I forget. I don't know what Rokudo means, but... An emotional meeting, Haru says, and he pulls the head face to face with the like arrow guy's face. <laughs> and Kyo is like, don't break things. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after, Haru says, and Toru and Momiji are like, what a nice story. And Kyo grabs Haru's shirt and is like, what the hell were you thinking? How are we going to explain this? So we got to like an office where the kids are getting in trouble with the like manager of the haunted house who threatens to call their parents to reimburse the company. But Momiji and Toru somehow convince him with Haru's wonderful story. And there's like a little chibi panel. He like cry. The manager is like, what a beautiful story and cries. There's a little chibi panel of like the arrow guy and like the head from the demon side by side at the end of this little (laughs) scene. (laughs) But this is like, but don't break things or whatever. That's a Takaya public service announcement. Yeah. It's uh. This haunted house is, like, real high budget for being in a, like, mall. I know. <laughs> I'm also like, why is there a haunted house so random? But I guess not. There's a bunch of random stuff in department stores in Japan, I guess, so. Yeah. I mean, even in, like, in the U.S., you see those in, like, tourist towns where there's just, like, mm. oh, yes, there's the a random dungeon. Haunt- yes, there's a random haunted house in this strip mall or there's yeah. a random mini golf course in this mall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indoor mini golf. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. And they're all, like, mechanical. Like, they're not people. It's all, like, just, like, timed little mechanical things. Like, there's one where, like, a, at the beginning where, like, a woman pops out with a knife in her mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, rah! But then in the next scene, it's, like, a little chibi w- <laughs> version of it where it's going, like, yeah. boing, boing or whatever. It's really funny. Yeah. This is, it's good filler. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we cut to, after the they escape having to pay... And the uh, the one, the head and the guy, the mannequin, are reunited. <laughs> Back at Shikari, is they all indeed eat shogayaki. Shogayaki, yay, Haru says. <laughs> <laughs> Haru asks if uh, Toru overcame her fear of haunted houses, and she's like, I was so touched. <laughs> Kyo and Yuki are like, I was exhausted. <laughs> Toru sits with the rest of the gang and takes off her apron and kind of like clutches it to her chest. For some reason, this is the most exciting, this is the most excited I've ever been for summer break to start. I've just got a hunch that something special is going to happen. It's strange, she says. And then she thinks, does Summer do that to people? We see a panel of Yuki and Kyo who look over at her. Me too, me too, Mumiji chimes in. I'm so excited. Let's go to the beach and set off fireworks and smash watermelons and catch bugs. And Toru's like, yes. And Mumiji's <laughs> like, Yuki and everyone can come too. <laughs> of course, which Kyo and Yuki look disgruntled. The scene wraps up with the narration. It's official. Summer break is here. And then we transition to a hospital. A girl sits in the hospital bed, slumped over the, like, rolling tray thing. I don't know if there's a special word for that. (laughs) The tray, the hospital tray. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Where they bring you food and they roll it over to you. (laughs) A girl slumps over the rolling hospital tray thing. Kiro enters, (laughs) carrying flowers. I heard that you're able to leave the hospital now. Isn't that good? The girl doesn't react. And we see that her food that I assume was on the rolling hospital tray thing was pushed to the floor. Hiro continues, If you hadn't snuck out so often, you could have left sooner, though. I'm sure they're happy to be rid of you. Hiro, the girl cuts him off. 
sitting up off of the tray. And now that she's sitting up, we can see that her chest is bandaged under the tank top that she's wearing. I know now, now, Gurney is all I have left. It won't be easy, but... The wind rustles the curtain in the hospital room. Hiro says, you won't give up, will you, Rin? Rin looks up at him, dark eyes determined looking. Who would give up? I'll never give up. Then we transition into a dark bordered corner of the manga where we see Shigure also looking determined or looking down as well. I think he looks determined as well. It's a little bit of a hard to place emotion on his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's covering his mouth so we only see his eyes. So. Yeah, his eyes look determined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks down and we see that he's with Akito. Akito lays in front of him asleep. And then we see panels of Yuki and Kyo looking apprehensive. The narration overlaid says, I have a feeling... I don't know what to call it, but something's spreading through my chest, up to my throat, trying to come out. I have a feeling. And on the next page, we see Toru from behind, her uh, hands near her face. The narration finishes, a feeling that I just can't put into words. And that's the end of chapter 48. Dun-dun-dun. We finally got to meet Rin. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's if that's a specific person's narration, but it seems like it's just one of those like to gener- generic like Takaya narrations that they will eventually assign to somebody's voice later. <laughs> we'll see whose it is. It could be Toru's, I guess. It could be, like, Shigure's. I don't know. Yeah. It could be Shigure's because he, um... He said it's summer, so he gets to watch the soap opera unfold. Anyway, sorry, I'm just thinking about it right now. But, um... Yeah, it's interesting, so... Okay, let's talk about chapter 49. Woo. It's even waiting all this time, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it only took us, like, 25 weeks to get to here. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> So the chapter opens with Shigure lounging on or like near the porch, I guess, kind of reading, complaining to Kyo that he doesn't get to summer, have a summer vacation. And Kyo is like, you're always on vacation. <laughs> Toru passes by with some laundry to iron and tells Shigure that summer isn't all fun and games. And she laments the pile of homework that she has to do. Shigure says that she just copied the flaws prodigy Yuki's homework. And she's like, I could never do that. Give me a break, Kyo pipes up. What do you mean flawless? That's like a robot. It's creepy. He's just a regular boring guy. But Kyo's sentence is, of course, punctuated by Yuki kicking him from behind off of the porch. And Kyo's like, (laughs) gah! And then Yuki says it's better than being stupid. (laughs) Toru, of course, freaks out. And Shigure says, not to worry. He won't die from that. And then Kyo (laughs) pops up from the ground. And in like a little bottom, like a background panel, Shigure is like, see, he's not dead. (laughs) (laughs) Did you bonk your microphone? (laughs) I did. (laughs) Kyo and Yuki argue, please, you have to stop fighting, Toru shouts, flailing the hot iron around, and of course Yuki and Kyo are like, whoa, stop swinging that around. Shigure comments that Yuki's wearing a school uniform, and Yuki explains that he has student council duties to do, as the current president's dilly-dallying and shilly-shallying and choosing a student council has put them behind, and he takes off for school. And those are the exact words that Yuki used. Yes, he said the president's dilly-dallying and shilly-shallying and choosing student council members has made them behind. (laughs) Especially shilly-shallying. That's a real word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off, Yuki says, and Toru says, take care. Shigure watches this all happen over his fan, and then he says, at least the summer won't be a complete bust. I can still be happy watching the soap opera unfold. And Kyo's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if your friendship were to, say, deepen, Shigure says, fish clenched in excitement? Uh, I still don't know what you're talking about, Kyo says, holding the, like, newspaper. My god, man, you're dense, Shigure shouts after a break, pointing at Kyo and fanning himself dramatically. You're as dense as an ogre, dense as lead. If attack is sharp, you're the farthest thing from it. A man like you has no right to summer. Pack your bags and leave at once. <laughs> Did he turn into a yame or something for a second? Like, 
Kiwa's like, what the hell are you talking about? Toru comes back to the porch and asks what's wrong, I guess because of all the shouting. Torukun, it's no use, Shigure says, sighing and leaning on the sliding door dramatically. Kyo's wasted on you. Unlike me, he shows no promise whatsoever. At least I get that I'm being made fun of, Kyo grumps in like the gloomy corner of the room. We cut to Yuki who's walking to school, head down. Cicadas buzz. He looks up at the sky, and he thinks of Kyo calling him a boring guy earlier. I could have told him that much, Yuki says. And he brings his one hand to his face. I really liked this. It's like kind of over two pages, these panels. And it was really nice. Like, we don't mm. see a lot of, like, atmospheric. Like, there's a lot of time and space given to this set of panels in this chapter, which I thought was cool. It was nice. I yeah. also really liked the kind of, like, faded cross-hatching that's on Yuki on the second pan- the second page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely, mm, it's done to make him look kind of, like, gloomy, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yuki arrives at school, and two girls greet him with hearts. These are the, this is what you were talking about, right? Yeah. Well, it's actually talking about there's some uh, in the previous chapter, because they're, oh, like, there really? following... They're, yeah, there's some behind them, like, when they're at the mall and Oh, stuff. yeah, there's a bunch of people <laughs> yeah. saying they look all pretty and stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I have a comment about that for the discussion. Um, <laughs> but yes, you're right. There's a bunch of people saying that they look pretty. <laughs> the whole yeah, the whole two chapters. There's a lot of uh, little, little figures with hearts following Yuki and Kyo to a lesser extent around in these chapters. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, because, like, in this case, he... Um, he passes them and he's just like, hey, and then they kind of like look at each other and they like blush like as if they're like, oh my God, he talked to us. Like, I, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like to me, at least. There's no dialogue. Yeah. I think it just says senpai or something. There's like... <laughs> anyway, we see a panel of a hand clenched on some paper and a huff. Yuki approaches the student council room thinking he got there a bit early um, and that the president won't be there yet. The door is slightly open, so he peers in and is quite surprised to find a girl on her knees on the floor, panting head down in front of an open cabinet books and papers are strewn everywhere the girl clenches one of the papers in her hands he kind of like makes a little rattle sound at the door and she looks over her shoulder at him looking kind of angry she stands quickly and still without looking at him says i'm sorry i'll clean it up yuki doesn't know what to say who is she he thinks it's like she's just gone berserk are you feeling all right yuki asks and he holds up his he holds up his hand as if to touch her but then she quickly turns away and starts picking up books and papers she doesn't look at him I'm fine. Wait a second, she says, and she walks away. Manabe, she calls into what looks like a closet, or maybe it's another room, <laughs> like with Megumi's room. I don't know. I was really confident that was a closet, and but I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> Manabe, wake up. Nah, a voice grumps. There's some boy here, the girl says, and we see her standing and talking to another student, a dark-haired boy. Mm, wake me up if there's an alien, he says. Oh, I think it's Yuki Soma, the girl says, and the boy opens his eyes and looks over. Wah! He suddenly sits up, which surprises <laughs> Yuki too, so much that he, like, jumps as well. Why do you wake me up sooner? Now he knows I was slacking! And Yuki's like, ah. <laughs> the boy is like, no, I wasn't slacking. I'm innocent. I was merely meditating. And then he steps out of the closet and says, ah, what a mess. Machi, you did it again, didn't you? Hurry up and clean this mess up. He's like, ah. And Yuki's like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kakeru. It's written the true pot flies. Kakeru Manabe he says. People call me different things like Manabe or Manabe-kun or Nabe-kun or Kakeru or Heiyu. Well, (laughs) call me by whatever suits you. I recommend show myself, he says, fixing his tie. No one's called me that yet. And if you weren't reading this in the... I don't know if there's a translation in the end press. I didn't look, but those are all like the true pot flies is like, um, it's like a a pun. Or he explains how his name is written with kanji and then like show is another way to pronounce his the kanji for his name or something so it's some kanji yeah. joke <laughs> so in case there wasn't a note about that which i didn't <laughs> check that's why that's why he's making all those jokes yeah 
And it says specifically that ma means true, nabe means pot, and kakiru means to fly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then I don't know which one sho is referring to, because I didn't yeah, look that up. So. Um, Yuki says, of course, not knowing what to do, I think, with all the information he's getting from this boy right off the bat. Uh, no worries. I know you, even without an introduction, Kakeru says. You're Yuki Soma. By the way, I'm in class 2A. The girl over there is a first year, he says. And <laughs> we see her picking up papers in the background. Her name is Machi Kuragi. So, oh, oh, oh yeah. I'm black, Kakeru says, pointing to himself. <laughs> which Yuki replies, huh? Yuki's like, black. Um, alright. <laughs> I think there's a little note that says, like, your coffee? Your, like, some other preference? I can't yeah. <laughs> It's the one thing I will never, never give up. So please let me be black, Kakiru says. Now then, now that I've said what I wanted to say, I'm sleepy, he says, and he stretches and yawns. <laughs> well, would you mind telling me who you are, Yuki asks. I told you I'm Kakiruma. That's not what I mean, Yuki says. Manabe, Machi says, still putting books away. You haven't told him we're in the student council. And Kakeru is like, ah, right, right. I'm the vice president. And she, he says, grabbing Machi's arm and pointing at her. <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, super awkward way where he like lifts up her like I don't know upper arm so her yeah. arm kind of like hangs down which is really funny yeah. she's just like letting it yeah happen, exactly like, yeah basically <laughs> she has been officially appointed a treasurer so we're the ones who will be working for you as soon as you're sworn in as a new student body president now there's just one question I've been dying to ask you is this going to be okay Yuki wonders quite taken aback by all of the insanity that's going on you're in good hands Mr. President Kakeru says we're at your beck and call, so don't hesitate to call us for any reason. And so, I'm going to sleep. So I'll leave the rest to you, he says, yawning again. <laughs> There's something about him, Yuki thinks. Something about Manabe's manners that reminds me of someone. The manner that causes every fiber of my being to scream out in rejection. He's oblivious to the fact that his words and actions grate on others. Realization suddenly dawns on Yuki that Kakeru is just like a yame. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a bunch of ha-ha-ha-has around a picture of Ayame, <laughs> even though he's not even there. <laughs> yes, that's the, the transition is just like at the bottom left-hand corner of the panel. It's like ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. And then it's like a, at the top, it's like Ayame. It's really great. And in the foreground, Kakiru has already gone back to sleep. Sleeping. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> While Yuki panics and probably questions all his life choices, the current president <laughs> arrives and asks what his impression is. Yuki looks up at him, face full of terror and rage simultaneously. You're so impressed you're speechless, Makoto says. Rest assured that I will continue to search for only people of great talent and character to fill the remaining offices. So so all the selecting and deselecting, Yuki wonders, and then sighing says, I, very well, I look forward to it. And then we're treated to a ghosty panel as Kakiru's cell phone rings. I think, other than Ayame's, this is the first like kid who has a cell phone, right? Probably. There's a lot of things about cell phones being a big deal and. Because of the time this originally took place. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, so he his cell phone rings. Yeah. And it has like, there's a whole panel of like the sound of it ringing. Which is transliterated as chaka chaka cha 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 Yes, it's pretty, it's funny. <laughs> oh crap, he sits up suddenly and then announces that he's going to be late and needs to run to his part-time job. Makoto sasses him that his duty is to the school and that Yuki must come first once he's been sworn in. Kakeru's like, I know, and he grabs Yuki, Yuki's shoulder and says, The Honorable Vice President is returning home, so please send him off properly. And Yuki as Kakiru says, Yeah, yeah, later, Machi. <laughs> and then he, I guess he drags Yuki out in the hallway, because out in the hall, <laughs> I guess Kakiru wants to walk him out. And Yuki follows behind him, and they continue <laughs> to chat. 
Kakeru says that he has a lot of part-time jobs, and Yuki says that he's surprised that he took the student council job. I was drawn in by the term school defense force, he explains, and Yuki's like, huh? Well, the student council members are like the defenders of truth and justice at school, right? So, school defense force. I really dig the Sentai stuff, but if we're really a Sentai group, shouldn't we give everybody their own color? In that case, I get dibs on black. It's cool, because it's like an outlaw. <laughs> so that's what he meant, Yuki thinks. <laughs> As the president, you're the leader, so you'd have to be red, of course. But you don't really fit that image. If you ask me, Kakuyu says, patting Yuki on the shoulder with an audible pat, I'd say you're more pink, Yuki-chan. You really do look like a girl. <laughs> Yuki blushes, quite annoyed, and thinks, this guy's making fun of me, I hate him. Yuki brushes off Kakuyu's hand and says, well, excuse me for looking like a girl. Kakuyu doesn't react immediately, but soon says, huh, I didn't expect that. I see. Yuki eyes him out of the corner of his eye, and Kakeru smiles a big smile and says, You know, you're a pretty interesting guy. <laughs> Yuki is quite surprised, and then Kakeru apologizes. Sorry if I made you mad. I'm basically an idiot, so I do that a lot. <laughs> Don't let that affect your opinion of me. Let's be friends. Thanks for seeing me off. Next time, let's talk more, okay? <laughs> and Yuki, like, doesn't <laughs> reply to any of that. <laughs> and he finally escapes. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the council room, Makoto explains that <laughs> that the two might be a little different personality-wise, but they have raw talent above the rest. Yuki asks where Machi went, and Makoto explains that she went home, and then he continues to rant on while Yuki thinks of her and wonders what she was doing, and he thinks of Kakeru apologizing. We transition to later that day at Shigeru's house, and Yuki helps Toru do the dishes again and talks to her about what happened at school. It's clear that they're both strange characters. They're as bad as members of the Zodiac, he tells her. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring people together like that. <laughs> it seems like you have a lot to deal with, Toru says. But Yuki says, doing the same thing that Toru does, which is like <laughs> saying something without explaining. <laughs> he may just have meant that I'm fun to tease. I must say I was a little taken aback. And he thinks again of Kakeru saying, you're a pretty interesting guy. That really was the first time I've been told anything like that, he says out loud. So it made me happy or something. It sounds like you have some fun times in store, Toru says, smiling. Of course, there'll be some challenges, but if you see them through, I'm sure many fun adventures are waiting for you. At least that's the feeling that I get. Yuki smiles a contemplative smile and looks away. I suppose you're right. I'll try my best, he says. And then we see what looks like a set of desks, which I assume is like the student council room, because there's like one big one and then a couple ones to the side, and it's completely a mess and chaos, as I assume the student council room would be. Yuki's thoughts continue while being hurt and safe by trivial words. And that's the end of chapter 49. I'm so excited. I know. We got we both got things we wanted this time. <laughs> Because I got Rin, and you got the student council. <laughs> Specifically Machi and Kakeru, I guess. I, I didn't remember any like much about this chapter with Machi and Kakeru being introduced. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize that like the reason that the they were introduced now and then like other things to the student council happened later is because like Takei, the president... I wish he would just go away, but because he, he like <laughs> chose people and then like reassign people and whatever and like change his mind yeah. i guess like it's really funny to me yeah also it's cute in one little panel you can see the girls that are always around with the, when he shows up yeah that's right they're in the background it's just doing like oh look like i guess they're still student counseling yes for now. <laughs> yeah for now they are i guess i don't know i'm not like when is the cutoff like aren't they graduating like i hope i don't know yeah or maybe they're just class representatives or something i'm not really sure mm -hmm. yeah so we got okay actually do you want to start <laughs> My very first note is from the earlier chapter. It just says students is the same everywhere about the like them freaking out at the beginning of summer yeah. vacation. <laughs> yeah, basically. I do think it's funny. Like that, that's apparently a pretty universal <laughs> scenario because you're always like sitting there, barely listening. Yeah, trying to make it. Ready to jump out, ready to jump out of your chair. 
when the last like five minutes till the bell rings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the scene with you know obviously we got Rin's like official introduction, which is interesting. But I also think here Hero's role in that scene is pretty interesting. Yes, because like he's obviously like you know he's visiting her in the hospital and bringing her flowers, but he's also still kind of being a yeah. little shit at the same time. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, w- yeah. I was like, I can't believe you're seeing a sick person in the hospital and you're like such a jerk. Like it was really funny to yeah. me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. annoying but funny yeah but it's kind of cute from hero yes he's getting a little better <laughs> I like he brought her flowers and mm-hmm. he did he asked her um like you're not gonna give up and stuff like he asked her some other stuff like at first he mm-hmm. teased her and then he asked her a bunch of stuff yeah and he was like oh they're probably happy to get rid of you ha 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 and like yeah <laughs> yeah and do we have any other comments on that first chapter <laughs> <laughs> well you don't want to make any comments about the haunted house yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's cute, but it's, you know, it's a filler chapter mostly. Yeah, it's basically a filler chapter. Um, Except for the last, like, two pages. Yeah. It's kind of funny how it's, like, this huge filler with a tease. Well, and then also, like, uh, no, no, it's the second one where Shigeru is saying all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first chapter is, like, whatever. I mean, it's cute. We get to see another scene of Mayuko, which made me happy, of course. Yeah. I do think it's cute when... uh... They both Yuki and Kyo, like, no Toru is going to be afraid of the haunted house, like, before they're even there. And, like, when she's, like, visibly terrified but not saying anything, Kyo's just like, that's a no, let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, of course, they were, um, um, I think they weren't quite on a mission together, but they both were, like, trying mm-hmm. to stop her from going and then trying to, like, help her. But then, of course, they couldn't help but argue. And then so when Miji swept, yeah. swooped in and helped, which was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then he chastised yeah, them. Lots of cute, yeah, lots of cute little character interactions in that chapter. Yeah, it was cute. Of, uh, Even Haru, too. High school kids. I like mm-hmm. how Haru was like, I want Shogayaki. And then, they, <laughs> like, in the middle of the, uh, yeah. yeah, and, like, st- just standing the dramatically sprinkler. in the sprinkler. <laughs> so funny. There's so many times where he just shows up, like, when it's raining, so it's just kind of funny to have the sprinkler <laughs> yes. going. It's just funny. He's like, it feels good. They're like, what are you doing? Yeah. So funny. He's not even like running through it like you might expect a kid to be doing. No, He's just, just standing, standing there. there. Like it hit him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how Haru does the sprinkler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and then we met Rin. And Rin had a bunch of things to say that were really dramatic. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, she only had one thing to say that was dramatic, which was that she, her only, the only person she can depend on is Shigure, of all people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of made it sound like like he's her last resort rather mm-hmm. than like being a person she can trust necessarily mm-hmm. so yeah it sounds like that and then yeah. we cut to him looking sketchy at af with uh, yeah with akito of course so yep and that she's not giving up on something yes <laughs> and that's it <laughs> yep it's all very mysterious yeah dramatic and mysterious <laughs> and foreshadowy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the whole ending in that chapter and that volume by you know default is really kind of ominous mm-hmm. Because, like, beforehand, they're all like, oh, I'm so excited for summer. It's going to be great. And then it gets all these, like, dark panels and yeah, this ominous something is coming yes. stuff. Yes. And, like, everybody's, like, textured. Like, Yuki and Kyo look really, like, concerned at the end. Kind of, like, they look, they're shown in these panels, like, kind of out of context. Like, they're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the the imagery that we get is, like, Akito with Shigure. And then there's, like, a panel of Yuki, panel of Kyo. I can't remember what order. And then a page with, like, Toru from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like with her face in her hand. So it is very ominous. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so let's talk about the student council, your favorite. (laughs) I'm excited. Yes. Oh, wait, sorry. Before we talk about that, I have one thing. This is related to the other chapter, which is why. (laughs) So yeah, we briefly talked about how you said there's a bunch of girls and people saying like, oh, they're so looking, so good looking and stuff. The Soma kids, Yuki in Mm -hmm. particular, but then like when they're walking around like at the department store, there's also a bunch of random people who are like, oh, so pretty. Yeah. Um, which I think we've seen before, but it was kind of interesting how yeah. much it was emphasized in these chapters. Mm-hmm. And the question that I have for you is like, 
what is there something that's like thematic about this being like that like we've seen that they stand out the somas seem to stand out because they're like good looking but like you can kill really uncomfortable about standing out we've seen so far and then also we have this like weird i find like it's weird that there's they're so they're known to be like good looking but then like they have this curse that encourages them kind of to like not be close to people mm -hmm. so like i wonder is it just like is this just like here's like all the good looking guys that you want for like this shoujo manga <laughs> or is there something like actually thematic about it i wonder because like you it's called out so often in this mm -hmm. in the in the pages and the doubt like someone you had to go she, i had to go out of her way to draw those like girl like people and say, yeah. people saying that stuff so yeah i mean i do think it's kind of a thing like that like makes it you know just harder on them yeah they stand out for a lot of reasons everywhere they go mm -hmm. yeah and like things that would normally make them like you know give them like uh I don't know, social benefits i guess in life mm. actually kind of Turns out to make it harder with them. They're cursed with beauty. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I think that's an interesting way to put it. Things that would normally give them social benefits make their life more challenging. Because, like, mm -hmm. normally you want to, like, get to know people or, like, be seen as being, be good looking or, like, um, yeah. you know, be in, like, Yuki's, Yuki's constantly thinks that people don't think that he's interesting or whatever, mm -hmm. but, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, usually... You see, like, flawed, quote-unquote, characters in some kind of things. You're like, oh, no, they're so popular and good-looking. How terrible for them. But in this yes. case, it, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, it is, because as soon as someone gets close to them, like, that relationship is going to get... It's, it has a high potential to get really messed up. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just thought that it was interesting that it was touched on so many times mm -hmm. in this one span of time. So, I don't know. I just wondered. Anyway, thanks yeah. for sharing your opinion on that. I agree <laughs> with you. I think it's yeah. interesting to think about it that way. Yeah, I also think it's interesting because, like, you know, we see them, like, getting attention at the school a lot, but this time they have them, mm -hmm. like, at the mall getting <laughs> attention also. So. Yeah. I do feel like it's happened before in other, pl mm -hmm. other things, like, in public. Like, maybe the bait time they went shopping for bathing suits. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Well, that's when they had the uh, the middle oh, school the girls. <laughs> Yankee girls. Yeah, the Yankee girls. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the photos developed. <laughs> the one-hour photo. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Because it's 2003 or whatever. Well, the photo place closed, so it wasn't a one-hour place. It was yeah. like a 24-hour place, I guess. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, I think it's just interesting that, like, something that would normally... Normally, I guess people want that kind of attention. But then in this case, like, it's more burdensome to them than anything mm -hmm. else, I guess. Yeah. And then, of course, we had the scene with Akito and Shigure at the end. We kind of touched on how, like, sinister it is. I think that's mm -hmm. also a good way to describe it. You kind of alluded to that when you're saying, like, the texture and everything is makes it extra dark yeah and it's you know another example of shiguri kind of being above akito in their mm -hmm. scenes which we see a lot yep it's yeah he's positioned that way again in the actual like his position in the scene is yeah again above akito so it's kind yeah. of interesting and also akito's sleeping Asleep. which I, we don't see very often i don't think and akito is vulnerable yes. yeah it's naturally a vulnerable position to be asleep mm -hmm. when someone else is there so yeah, especially, like, we just, so we just talked about the hero episode of the anime, and, like, you see in that, in that scene, like, with Akito, Akito is standing up, mm -hmm. Akito, a hero's on the floor, so this is, like, another, it's interesting yeah. to see Akito being vulnerable. I don't think yeah. even in, in any other scene with Akito, or with uh, Shigure so far, it's not like Akito's been asleep mm -hmm. at any other point in time, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and Akito is, like, like in that scene with Hero, usually framed above others. Mm-hmm. But not usually when in scenes with Shigure, so. No. And of course, they said that Shigure is staying, Shigure is going to be out for the night, so I assume that he's staying there. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's actually set up in this uh, in that chapter that he's not going to be there. He's going to be yeah. not going to be at his house. So mm-hmm. so that was interesting too. Yeah, and we're also talking in the hero episode about how he's talking about like even I'm not trusted with Akito, mm. and people assuming they're that you know Akito like trusts him and tells him everything. And this does indicate some kind of level of trust to be mm-hmm. you know falling asleep. Yeah. When someone's there, assuming he didn't like sneak in through the window afterward. But <laughs> you never know what's that security. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think he did, yeah. No, I don't think I, so. I think Akito let him in. Mm-hmm. And I think Akito knows that he's there. Yeah. 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 So that was interesting to mm-hmm. see. Uh, okay, now we can talk about Super Council. <laughs> we can talk about Machi and Kakeru. Yay. Yay. Mm-hmm. I know I was really excited when we got to this point. I know yeah. you're excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so new characters, not Zodiac, yeah. but <laughs> No, non-Zodiac, but just as crazy, according to yeah. Yuki, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and these are, this is the payoff of that, like, tease, like, mm. what was it, like, two volumes ago? I think it might have been at the end of volume seven. But... I think it was, because I looked it up um, right yeah. before. Sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. write it down. Yeah, I think it's at the end of volume mm-hmm. seven. Yeah, which had the so, yeah. two students uh, talking somewhat ominously about Yuki and Toru. being curious about Yuki and Toru and... Or not being curious about Yuki. <laughs> yeah, and alluding to uh, being in the council. So. Yes. Yep. So that's them. That was them. Yep. <laughs> it's no longer a spoiler. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Kakiru and Machi. Yep. So we don't learn too much about them except that they're going to be in the student council and they're both weird. Yeah, they're both very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What might mm-hmm. say? Yeah, so we got, we got Machi who's torn up the room for some reason yeah. and then cleans it up badly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and seems to be very curt in the way she talks. Yeah. She also, I like how she's like, I think Yuki's here. I think Yuki Soma is here. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't know what Yuki, she doesn't know what Yuki looks like. Yeah. Like, does anyone like, in school not know what Yuki looks like? Yeah. He has, like, 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 yeah, gray it's like I think it's Yuki Soma. It's like, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Probably. It could be someone else, but I think it's Yuki Soma. <laughs> I think it's Yuki Soma. And, um, like, in addition to being curt with her speech, she kind of, like, Yuki tried to, like, almost, like, touch her or something. Like, he held his hand out, and she, like, kind of moved mm-hmm. away really quickly. Like, she was not having yeah. any interaction with him. Yeah. So. I think that's kind of an interesting, almost, like, reversal. Yeah, I know. Because you usually have Yuki kind of, like, pulling away from people. Like, we've seen him, like, you know, this is a, like, dramatic scene early on where it shows him, like, pushing the girl away who was trying to confess to him and hug him. That has him, like, dancing away in the anime, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he, like, pushes her away, right? Yeah. But yeah, in general, that's... you know, he's avoiding contact with people, but in this case, he actually, like, reached a hand out to Machi and she jerked away from him, so it's kind of... Yeah, it was very interesting. Interesting reversal there. Yeah, and um, I just, I have a little note that just says, like, there's this whole theme of, like, touch. So, like, Kakeru touches him, I think, twice... Mm-hmm. She, like pats him on the shoulder a couple of times, and then he tries to touch Machi, and she like kind of turns away. It is an interesting like reversal because normally, you're right. Normally, people are trying to reach out to him, or like the scene that I thought of. It reminded me of when um, he Toru did his tie for him, it, like really, really early mm-hmm. on, like yeah. probably like the second or third chapter. Um, and he was like, "You're not sickened by me or whatever." So it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> re. I feel like it's like rehashing that. It's really interesting to me. Yeah. And I think it's showing some of Yuki's development in that he's a little more, yeah. you know, he's able to reach out to another person and not be too bothered by another person touching him stuff at this yeah. point. He can deal with her shit. Yes. Yeah. Instead of uh, 
being kind of in his own, like dealing with his own own kind of situation, he he was really concerned about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the touch thing with Machi is also interesting because you said like Kakiru like holds onto her arm in a later scene, which she doesn't seem too bothered by. Yeah. Compared to like jerking away from Yuki, so there's, I mean, they're implied to be fairly familiar with each other, in some way. Yeah, but then she calls him Manabe, which I thought was interesting mm-hmm. as yeah. well. So she's pretty curt with him. She just calls him only by his last name. So mm-hmm. even though they seem to know each other, and he's like, "This is Machi," and yeah, she calls it, or he calls her by Machi given name. So yes, so they seem to know each other, but yeah, it's not really clear exactly what kind of relationship, relationship. they have with each other, but there's some kind of familiarity there yeah it seems like which was also implied in their conversation when we first saw them teased yeah that's true mm-hmm. that's true i also like how she just waited for kakiru to explain everything yeah <laughs> so yuki's like who are you and she's like you didn't tell them that you didn't tell them that we're in the student council and then kakiru's mm-hmm. like oh right and then he like goes into this whole other rant so it's like she could have yeah. just said like we're in the student council but she's like you didn't tell him that it's really funny yeah <laughs> it's very interesting <laughs> I forgot all these things about Machi. Mm-hmm. I, th- I was really excited when I read this because I, I feel like it's just been a long time since I... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think these are these are very interesting introductions for these characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting because we don't we don't really get their deal right away. So, like, mm-hmm. with, whenever we have, like, a Soma that's introduced, they always talk to Toru and they tell her all their feelings. But, like, in mm-hmm. this case, like, we don't know what their motivations are. Like, we don't know why Machi, like, destroyed the council room like we don't know yeah. what Kakiru why is Kakiru mm-hmm. like like Ayame yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. what is his motivation yeah. and that's why a, does yeah, he want another people yeah that's another thing that implies the familiarity between them because when he sees the torn up room he's like oh, Machi yeah. again <laughs> yeah 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 he's like oh you did it again <laughs> yeah such a mess and then he doesn't do anything about it he just like yeah <laughs> shrugs it off it's really interesting yes mm-hmm. oh and then I also like how the president is like I picked people who have like good raw talent or whatever and it's like what raw yeah. talent what are you talking about <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, actually, it makes me wonder, like, do they have good grades? Do they are they in a lot? I don't know. <laughs> it's like what made yeah, him decide like know. these are the <laughs> these people have the talent <laughs> to be on the these... student council with Yuki. Yeah, these interesting people have good raw talent. Like, what <laughs> what could it possibly be? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Who knows? I can't imagine yeah. either of them having particularly good grades, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they seem like the. Um... <laughs> smart but low achieving types <laughs> yeah i think so and also like they said machi's in first year so it's like wh- how can you pick someone in first year i mean i guess it's like it's not president or whatever but it seems kind of weird to pick someone from first mm-hmm. year for the student council too so yeah it's a little uh, maybe they i don't know how it works in japan but i know some places like try to have representatives from oh yeah all the years so well they i think like i don't know how it works in japan i did do some googling about this because i was curious right before this but like I think what it is is they have elected positions and then they also have representatives from each classroom. Mm-hmm. So like, so it's inter- still interesting that you have a first year who's like a has a position yeah. that's not representative, I guess. Yeah, because I think Yuki was the representative of his class yes. before. Yeah, and I think the other girl too. There was that one time where they were talking about the uh, culture festival and mm-hmm. maybe not the other girl. Maybe it was just Yuki. I don't know, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I don't know, it's kind of interesting that she was chosen for that, too. Maybe it's just her raw talent. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really interesting. I think Takei's just a crazy person, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, because yeah. then now we end up with, with uh, 
like drama inserted into the series, which is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, mix things up a little bit, some new characters. Yes, and I think the 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 last scene that Yuki and Kakiru have is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Where they interact because so he like actually like riles Yuki up to the point where he like gets verbally like visibly mad, which he doesn't really yes. do outside of home. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. You're an interesting yeah, guy. Yeah, Kakiru just yeah, just like, oh, that was interesting, and then apologizes. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, it's a really, it's it's a cute interaction. It's also unique for Yuki outside of his he says they're just like somas and that's kind of a reaction he <laughs> only, only really has around his family so that's true yeah but he's always talking about like how he's you know trying to hold up like the princely attitude at school mm-hmm. for people to like him yeah he really let his guard down in front of mm-hmm. yeah and him calling him interesting is a nice callback to the beginning where he's talking about being a yeah. boring guy after kyo told him that yeah it's well set up in this mm-hmm. chapter that Kyo says that, and then he thinks about it, and then Kakiru calls him interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. So we met, we met Machi and Kakiru. They're exciting. <laughs> it's inter- we also had Yuki and Kyo fighting in these chapters, and like I didn't, I didn't include a lot of their fight dialogue because it wasn't as interesting as like other times. But essentially, mm-hmm. what they were doing was they were still doing the thing where they like pick on one thing that really bothers the other one. Yeah. So like Yuki. Kyo called him boring, and then Yuki called him stupid. So, mm-hmm. like, and that was the whole thing that was back and forth in chapter 49. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was very similar in 48. Yeah, it's kind of... I noticed it's almost, like, almost by rote at this point. Yeah, like, they these just, aren't like, like These aren't, like, really angry arguments. This is just, like, they're arguing because they argue, and that's what they do. So yeah. it's, like... They're still in their, like, holding pattern. Mm-hmm. They were getting kind of, like, better, and then I think the true form happened, and then that things kind of went downhill from there and now they're in this kind of like same situation it's the same every time where it's like this bickering yeah yeah but in this case it this the specific thing that kyo said really bothered yuki but then mm-hmm. uh kakiru kind of like turned it around so that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. yeah these these chapters are especially the second it's exciting to me just because you know new characters new interactions mixing stuff up yes. a little bit so i'm excited for both of them i was just i'm i really yeah. like rin i'm really excited to yeah. see more rin Mm-hmm. I forgot. Also, like, I felt like uh, her scene at the end where Hero talks to her kind of like gave me some chills. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, like I'll never, I'll never, I can't give up. I'll ne- who would give up? I'll never give up, or whatever she says. It's like, yeah, what are you, what are you working? I don't know. It's just like really interesting. Yeah, Rin's also going? just like a very striking character visually. Yes, her eyes are so striking. Yeah, like she doesn't really look like anyone else in the series. So no. whenever she shows up, you're always like, oh, whoa, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even, like, I guess, like, the direct comparable is, like, Hana, but even Hana doesn't mm-hmm. look like her. Like, Rin has this very interesting, like, allure, even in the way that she's drawn. It's really, it's funny. And, like, her, um, when she looks up and her eyes are, like, super, like, dark and determined, I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. Like, it's yeah. really very serious. She's just kind of, like, a, like, dour aesthetic yeah. every time, but really intense. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it'll be well, exciting. Because, I mean, yeah, you know, she shows up at the end of a pretty lighthearted chapter, and it just immediately kind of brings the drama. Like, yeah. Just, even yeah. before they start talking, just the second you see her. Yeah. You can just kind of tell it's something's getting serious. Something bad. Something. Yes, things are not good. Mm-hmm. She's, like, flopped on that thing from the hospital, mm-hmm. the tray. And it's, like, yeah. like really, um, um, just also really deject, kind of like depressed looking, just like uh, like Uo in that one scene in, in Kyo mm-hmm. before. Um, yeah, 
and Hero comes in and he's like, they're going to let you out. Aren't you happy? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, mm-hmm. like, chill. Like, something's really wrong with her. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Uh, you're right. It, I, Yeah, she doesn't really look like anybody else in the series. It's kind of interesting. In that way, in her face specifically, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She also has this kind of, like, um, lots of people in Fubu have these kind of, like, I don't know, like, long and or, or round kind of faces. Like, Yuki, when in the beginning, he has this really, like, round kind of face. Rin mm-hmm. has this kind of, like, almost, like, a round kind of really young-looking face. Like, it's mm-hmm. not clear how old she is in this. She looks like she's maybe, like, in high school or whatever, right? Like, she's, she looks older than, like, Hiro, for example. Yeah. But she has this kind of, like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Just a young sort of looking face, but then these really, like, intense eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, eyes that have seen everything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this interesting sort of, like, contrast mm-hmm. with her, with it just in her, the way that she, her kind of character design, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I could talk about Rin forever, but Mm-mm. we'll talk more about her later, I guess. <laughs> yeah. In, like, another, other chapters. Yep. Probably a little bit in the spoilers. <laughs> well, oh, definitely in the spoilers, but yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. We'll have plenty of time to talk about all of these characters <laughs> yeah. later on. <laughs> They're still... Yeah, spo- chapter- uh, spoiler alert, they're sticking around. <laughs> yeah, basically. They're not one-offs. <laughs> I still think it's an interesting move to introduce characters like a third of the way into the series, essentially. Mm-hmm. I think there's like 130 chapters of Ruba or something like that. 120 yeah. or something. Yeah. So we're in chapter 49. So yeah, it's kind of interesting to bring in new chapters like kind of partway through. I mean, new characters partway through. So late in the series, it feels like. I guess it's yeah. not, but mm-hmm. compared to other people, I guess. Yeah, and I think it feels really late to us just because of how the how the translation shook out when we were yeah like reading it. There's probably a long time between. I remember there's a long time between when the student council. Uh, like there was a long time between when these volumes were released. So like, mm-hmm. there's the uh, Machi and Kaki were teased in volume seven, like you said at the end. Yeah. Then it took a while for volume eight to come out, and then like Rin gets teased now and like Hakeru and Machi kind of get introduced they get mm-hmm. introduced right now but then like I don't know I, I'd have to look at my like chart yeah. to figure out when they come back again but I don't think it's for a while yeah but I can remember reading like online around the time like you know people who had seen the Japanese volumes talking about like <laughs> you know it's like these characters called Manabe and Machi who come in and it's like who are they and yeah <laughs> And yeah. then it's like, oh, we know there's a character named Rin. We haven't yeah. seen her yet, but we know she's there. And... Yeah, for so long. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. Anyway, so yeah, it does feel like that. It feels, I think you're right. <laughs> it's kind of partly because of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's it for non-spoilers. So maybe we mm-hmm. go ahead and wrap this up and move on to spoilers. Yep. Okay. Great. Well, thank you all for listening. Next time we're going to talk about chapters 50 and 51. <laughs> Woo. Those are the numbers that come next. Yes. (laughs) I can count. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Okay. It's time to talk about spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Yay. How excited are you? How excited are you for Machi and Kakeru? I'm so excited. Yes. The student council stuff some of my favorite stuff, so. I kind of, like, I didn't, I really like Yuki Machi stuff from later, but I, mm-hmm. I, I never think of this, I never really think about their, like, scene where they meet. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, it's funny pretty to interesting. this is how they yeah. meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
he like shows up and she's like done her freak out thing and then yeah. he's like kind of like he tries to like help her and she doesn't want anything to yeah. do with him yeah there's really a lot in this first scene so that, much <laughs> that pays off later for yeah both of them yeah i didn't realize i did think it was really interesting that she calls kakadu maname Mm-hmm. Especially considering that they're like kind of related, aren't they like half siblings? Yeah, they're half I mean, siblings. there's all backstory there too, but it's just, yeah. I don't know. I just find mm-hmm. that really interesting. Like she treats him with such, <laughs> like as if it's uh, annoying that they have to like be together, like mm-hmm. her, him and uh, Kakiru. And then I wonder, like, how did the did the president know that? Like, did he just randomly pick them, or like did? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember if that's actually explained, but yeah, I feel like it. I think it might have been. It's probably not like common knowledge. I mean, they have different family no. names, and yeah, they don't. They don't. Look and they don't address each other as siblings. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing about them that kind of indicates that they are close or related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of. I don't know. Maybe it's just fate that. Uh... <laughs> The old... Maybe they conspired. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I can't remember. I feel like... I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. I feel like we get a little bit more about some student council backstory stuff, but I can't remember exactly. I, I feel like there is, but I also don't remember exactly. So whatever, we'll find out. But Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Just there... And then there's all the obvious stuff, like how, yeah, Kakiru comes out and he's like, oh, he did it again? Like, mm-hmm. he clearly knows about this habit of hers. Yeah. It'll say Makoto did a good job picking people to support Yuki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like it right now, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think like that's maybe he can maybe he's like super empathetic and he can see that they're like yeah. that's what he meant by raw talent, which is like people who are actually like really cool deep down. They're weird, <laughs> sort of like yeah, they're like whatever he said, different quote unquote different personality yeah. wise, but their their talent is being able to like be supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. Even like uh, Kimi now, so yeah, <laughs> they're fun yeah. too. It'll be fun to meet them. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, they're more comedy characters than Kakiru and Machi, who have their comedy hints, but are also more in-depth characters. Yeah, but they're fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I kind of. It took me a minute to realize that that was probably supposed to be the student council room. That last panel. <laughs> I think. Oh, but, did it? <laughs> Yeah, there's some Ogeta on the desk. Oh, I should have mentioned yeah. that before, but I guess it's. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of a cute, hard. like, you know, knowing how everyone winds up at the end, it's kind of makes me go like, oh, I'm like, oh, they yeah got this nice messy working area together. Where they're all, <laughs> yeah, they're they're like getting stuff done. Looks yeah. like they're serious. <laughs> um, I think this is like it's funny how you said that they're, well, like uh, Yuki thinks that they're like like the Junishi, and then you said that mm-hmm. he. He gets mad like he does, like at home. Like he mm-hmm. acts around Kakiru, he acts like he does at home. And I feel like this, like the student council is like Yuki's found family, really. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, it's obvious, but like it's it's even set up now. So, like that space, the way that it's kind of represented is, it feels, it's, I don't know, there's something about it that's drawn in a very like homey kind of way, even yeah, though it's clearly it's... like a office at a school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely looks comfortable and quote unquote lived in. Yeah, there's like a little cactus. Yeah. There's like mm-hmm. a plushy and we'll get to plushy yeah so yeah yeah and it looks like they were kind of the chairs are all kind of like turned like they're talking to each other or something mm-hmm. like it's an interesting little space at the end yeah i just feel like like they needed to be introduced now for yuki's character development because mm-hmm. i think he was like as far as he could go with just toru mm-hmm. like helping him 
Yeah, and know. Kyoto antagonize him. Yeah. And he's been kind of, you know, we're talking about him and Kyo being in a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. But I think Yuki specifically has kind of been in a holding pattern since the end of the True Form arc. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, he specifically said it himself. Like, he's like, I'm going to put mm-hmm. a lid on all my feels. Yeah. So he's just kind of been kind of drifting through recently. Yeah, I don't think we've even had much that focused on him. Not since, recently. other than like the time with like Haru. Mm-hmm. He like goes to talk to Haru, but most of it hasn't been yeah. specifically. Because like I guess Ritsu was introduced and stuff, so that was a couple of chapters. And then mm-hmm. there, I think there was some stuff with like Toru and Kyo. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. And then I don't know, Hero, I guess maybe. No. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's after mm-hmm. the true form. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused now. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like weird deja vu every time we record. It was like, didn't we talk about this before? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or every time we but, talk about the anime, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, so like he needed something to shake him up, yes, and I think uh, so. these two are gonna shake him up real good, yeah. <laughs> like, this is Yuki and Machi's meat cute, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, when I thought that, I laughed out loud like I just did. <laughs> I was like, ha, ha. Yeah. she's so against him, it's really funny. Like, mm-hmm. It's just like, like, I'll clean it up and just like doesn't talk to him, <laughs> yeah. She's She's entertainingly standoffish in her first yeah. appearances. <laughs> yes, entertainingly standoffish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good way to describe her. Kaku yeah. is whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> entertainingly <laughs> boorish. I don't know. What's yeah. the standoffish. Stand too stand- close-ish. <laughs> yeah, stand standoffish. <laughs> stand on. It's stand onish. <laughs> Puns are good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even his interaction with Kaku is so interesting. I see why people ship them so hard. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people that are adorable. I'm sorry. I know. They are adorable. <laughs> I I agree. I mean, I think Machi is like adorable with Machi. in a different They're way. Cute. but Yeah, but... <laughs> not to get all theoretical, but... It's like, he's like... Kaku's expression when he says, um, you really do look like a girl, it's like really interesting. It's like this very, like, <laughs> soft, like... It's like, is he teasing him? Like, I don't know. It's very interesting. It's like a really, it's this one little panel and he's kind of like being very earnest. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's very interesting and strange. Anyway. Like, mm-hmm. And Yuki's so affronted. Yeah. He reacts so strongly. Yeah. I don't know. And then Manabe's mm-hmm. like, let's just be friends. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. He's a really interesting person. Anyway. Yeah. This whole scene, I was like, okay, I see. I mean, yeah. I never, I never didn't see that, but I especially see it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um like Yuki and Machi have some more like dramatic scenes yes. of like relationship development, but Yuki and Kaku have a lot of little ones throughout the series that I really like. Yeah, so. he just has little things, he does mm-hmm. all these little things and he's I feel like Kakaru is to Yuki what Toru is to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like this person who's just kind of there and every time they have a little like a little stumble He's there to reassure Yuki that things yeah. are going to be okay in his yeah, own like weird just, way. Yeah, and they just become such like good, normal, healthy friends, which mm-hmm. like Yuki doesn't have any of. <laughs> no. So, like there's later scenes of them where there's like even when other things are going out, they're just like going off to hang out and stuff. Yeah, it's, just, it's nice. It makes me happy for Yuki. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's really they're very important to his character development, and, mm-hmm. and therefore we like them, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, yeah, and now it's exciting. It's finally Yuki's turn, yeah. right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like this scene where he says like you're a pretty interesting guy, and that catches Yuki off guard. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of another scene that I really like with them is like the next time they meet during the first student council meeting. Mm-hmm. Yuki gives this like kind of sad speech about like I'm gonna do my best and please support me or whatever with the student council. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, and Kakiru just immediately is like, sure thing, with a grin, and Yuki's so taken aback by that. <laughs> it's really cute. But it is cute. It just reminds me of that, because they both have that kind of setup where he says something, and... He just kind of... Um, kind I feel of like takes just, Yuki off guard. Yeah. yeah, but like in a way that helps him feel better. Yeah, like in a positive way. Like, yes. <laughs> like that made me feel good, and things don't make me feel good. <laughs> yes. He said that, he literally said that to Toru. He was like... Yeah. That was the first time I've been told anything like that, so it made me a little happy. Which is sad. Well, it is sad. But it's, it's from someone... I mean, I think Toru's told him stuff like that, but I think it's like from someone that's not her, right? I think he just meets yeah. from like a, a friend or like another person. Mm-hmm. Mm. From a, a quote-unquote normal person. Yeah. <laughs> well, Toru's not a normal person either. <laughs> yeah. None of them are. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of interesting things that are about to happen, but none of mm-hmm. them involve student council. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of interesting that we have them, like, introduced here, and then we have this whole dramatic... Sorry, I hit Bowie's cage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this whole dramatic uh, beach arc. Yeah. Well, not even, <laughs> we're not even... I'm not even talking about the beach arc. So, like, the next but... chapter, it's Uo mm-hmm. and Moreno's meet cute. Yeah. And then uh, there's some backstory about, like, H- Hana and mm. her family, and then there's, like, backstory with Kyo mm-hmm. and uh, his father... So we're not even in beach territory yet. Yeah, we're that's just... the next chapter, the next volume, I think. Next volume. It's just kind of funny that we have some of this like. Oh yeah, and the hat. Oh, Rin comes. Oh, we're gonna introduce in. a bunch of characters, and it's like all this dramatic stuff <laughs> elsewhere, and then come back later. In like three volumes or four volumes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we come back to them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of summer foreshadowing though in the uh, yeah that first chapter. Summer is great, guys. Summer is great. So great. <laughs> yeah. Isn't summer great. Like, and at the end, it's like, feel like something bad is happening. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this feeling in my throat. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. In my chest. Mm-hmm. In like a, the dark, scary panels that we know that Takaya draws. So mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. That's ominous. We'll see. Oh, yeah. We're in spoilers. Yeah. So, yeah. Beach arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is definitely dark and ominous, I think. In a certain mm-hmm. way. So many cute yeah. things happen, though. I know, it's like, there's lots of cute scenes in the beach arc that I really so love, but there's, like, ones. a lot of really, really dark shit, too. <laughs> there was, um, oh, yeah, totally. Well, that's how Farupa is. You get something cute yeah. and you get something dark. It's the, it's the yin and yang of, of manga. There's, like, uh, there was a thread yeah. in the, there's a thread in the Kyoru channel of the Discord that I'm in that was, like, top Kyoru moments, and there was, like, <laughs> three from the beach arc, and I was like, yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of cute stuff here. It's great. Yeah, because they get isolated. Because mm-hmm. Hito keeps calling people to isolate Toru, but is like, I hate Kyo, so here you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good also, times. Some of my favorite um, like Toru and Momiji scenes also, mm-hmm. which are really cute and also dark. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there, is there also one, one of the ones where, no, maybe it's <laughs> later when Momiji is like, Momiji like calls out Kyo for his feelings for her. Yeah, that's later uh, on. Yeah, okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. It looks like a very similar house to the beach house in mm-hmm. my memory. This is the one where he gets like his like face scratch trying to protect Toru yeah, from that... Akito, and then they have their like matching bandaged faces the next day, and yeah. they're just like, "Oh, it's a secret together," which is like adorable and awful at and the also same sad. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
And then there's the lame fireworks, which is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was just also thinking, like, when the, when the sprinklers splash Kyo, it reminded me of the wave. And I was like, yay, yeah. the beach. It's, like, my favorite scene. And one of my favorites. Yeah, you can't. Damn you, see? <laughs> Kyo's like, come at me. <laughs> that and my... I feel like that's one of my favorite scenes. Favorite random scenes. And then the other one is when Kagura, like, bitch slaps Toru. <laughs> Which I always laugh at, even though I think it's supposed to be serious. But mm-hmm. and then Rin, then Rin fights with her, and I'm like, "Yeah, go Rin. That's right. You stand up for Toru." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's a completely random fact about yeah. me that nobody asked for. But those are some of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Also, get to see for the stag beetles. Oh right. <laughs> Yeah, there was Momiji was like, let's catch bugs, and Toru was like, okay. Yeah, that's what they yeah it's do. funny, like that list of things he says, like they do all those things. Yeah, they do. <laughs> In between all smash the watermelon. All the drama. Doesn't Toru try to smash the watermelon with her hand, too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the little drawing where her hand is all like wibbly wobbly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like trying not to cry, and they're like, did that hurt? And she's like, no. No. <laughs> Are you scared? No. <laughs> yeah. I'll just close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Tour running around the haunted house was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> bumping into stuff. <laughs> like, and it's funny that the soundtrack scares her. It's like, I imagine it being like one of those like Halloween haunted sound yeah. CDs from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's exactly what I imagined it like. It's like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> the literal sound effect that it was. Hold on, wait. I think I have the volume with me. Yeah, it says it's just like ah oh, ooh oh, oh help me oh like that's what it says in, in Japanese. It's really funny. So I think it's exactly that. Yeah. You know, like chains clanging. Mm-hmm. Etc. <laughs> it's pretty rad. <laughs> we also get our first mention of uh, breaking the curse technically in this chapter. Yeah, because uh, Hero is like, what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm not going to give up. Mm-hmm. Give up on what? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's convinced Shigure has the answers, which mm. <laughs> he doesn't. But <laughs> No, but I think he'd like her to think that he does. <laughs> yeah. He's the closest. He's got the closest thing to answers. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I think Shigure and Rin's interactions are always pretty interesting. Yeah. This whole like. This is like my favorite. Uh, I'm so excited. Like the beach rock is really great, but really my favorite part is when Toru and Rin realize they're both trying to break the curse. Mm-hmm. It's probably like uh, I don't remember when it starts. It's a little bit after the beach arc, and it's yeah. just like like they're on a mission together. Mm-hmm. And it's great, and then they're kind of running around and like trying to do different stuff or talk to people or like talk like like a uh, uh, Rin trying to talk to Shigure and. Mm-hmm. Toru tries to talk to Shisho. It's all very interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that part. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of drama. But then it's cute because then they like hang out. I like to imagine know. them with like a big board but trying to put the clues <laughs> together. There's like nothing on it. And they're like, hmm. <laughs> it's like Shigure says that the box is important. <laughs> Toru's like, Rin likes pudding. There's like a <laughs> there's a separate Toru has a little like note board, like boards for every um one of the somas that has like a list of things they like and don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little notes about them. It's like the nice version of the the chalkboard in Mean Girls when they're trying to 
<laughs> oh, you mean the burn book? The nice version of the burn book? No. Um, oh, the chalkboard. When yeah, when they're like planning the fall. <laughs> That's my weaknesses. also my favorite part where, of that movie where they it's like it's like hot quote unquote hot body yeah. and then like something else and then like army of skanks is the third yeah. one. <laughs> okay, I wish I could remember what the first one is. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Or the third one, whatever. Yes, it's yes, it's a nice version of that. <laughs> Good times. Okay, are we out of spoilers for now, I guess? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, Toru... Or... I'm not sure how we got from breaking the curse to Mean Girls, but... I don't... I don't know. It's not like a regular curse. It's no ordinary yeah. family curse. Cool curse. Cool That's what curse. Akita's saying. <laughs> I'm not like a regular god. I'm a cool I'm god. Cool <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I guess that's it for this episode. <laughs> Uh, next time we'll see for the rest of Volume 9, I guess. Or at least for the next two chapters of Volume 9. Yep. Which is Ayame. That'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. We're in the, the snake chapters. Because <laughs> I'm a snake. Snake, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm not a regular snake, but... <laughs> I, always, I was like, I'm not a regular older brother. I'm a cool, cool older, older brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Perfect note to end on. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. I'm with Toru. I just got an email about uh, Universal's Halloween Horror Nights or whatever. I was like, ha, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) We did go with Maya, and it was... There was a Stranger Things theme one, which was pretty rad, but it all, and then mm-hmm. we went... Actually, the Exorcist theme one was pretty good, too. I like watching... Or no, Poltergeist. Like, it was Poltergeist, Poltergeist. theme, not the Exorcist. Oh, yeah. I saw that online. That was a really cool-looking haunted house. Um, it was cool, because you I like watching in... videos and, like, pictures and stuff oh, yeah. online, because I don't think be the effects there. work is cool, but I don't want to walk through them. Um, <laughs> I was exactly like Toro. I was like, ha, 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 like, trying to laugh and yeah. stuff. I didn't close my eyes, but... <laughs> I was just like, that's funny, that's that's funny, and then someone would jump out at you and be like, bah! Like, you can't avoid it. Like, it's all yeah. jump scares, right? It's like, I'm, in- I'm interested in them in the abstract, but I don't want to experience them firsthand. <laughs> it's also cool, we got to go in, like, Hogsmeade at night, which you don't, is I think is normally kind of hard, because they don't open, mm. Universal Studios doesn't stay open very late, I think. Yeah. Unless they have special days or something, but like, so we got to go in, uh, in Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade at night, and that was fun. Like, that was cool. Mm. I guess it was Diagon Alley, because I think it's only the one park. Anyway. It was pretty cool, but we did have to walk through a herd of scary clowns, and I was like, <laughs> i got to get out of here. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, the Poltergeist one is really cool because you go into, you, like, walk through the cemetery, so you go the, into the house, like, you, you're in, like, the dirt, and it was, like, all moist, mm-hmm. and it smelled like dirt. It was really cool. And then you go, and then there's all the, like, other stuff that happens, but that I liked that part. Yeah. And the Stranger Things one. Stranger Things one was pretty rad. Um, they had a bunch of people dresses like five people dresses like the Demogorgon from the Upside Down. <laughs> it was yeah. hilarious. Some kind of like prop thing that like opened the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "This is terrifying and amazing." I just want to stare at your costume for like five more seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was um like a few years back there was a like American Werewolf in London house Ooh, that was really nice. cool. It had like really cool werewolf puppets and stuff. Nice. But yeah. Yeah, and apparently there's whole, like, storylines and shit every year, so mm-hmm. it's, like, all these, like, like, a character who's, like, running it and stuff. It's pretty cool, but, yeah, I don't want to be there. Yeah, but pass. <laughs> yeah. Pass this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
I think it'd be fun to go to the super scary Mickey's. Yeah, I was just about to say, I was like, I think Mickey's Mickey's not so scary. (laughs) Halloween is more my speed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You're like, oh, pump Mickey pumpkins. That's what I want. That's my type of Halloween. (laughs) Oh, it's a parade with villains. Ooh. Like, oh, Maleficent. Let's wave to Maleficent. (laughs) Jack Skellington. (laughs) Yes. Oh, zero. (laughs) He's a dog, but a ghost. (laughs) Okay, inside the haunted house. <laughs> I love that movie in a while. I love Mean Girls so much. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just I just remember that one part because I always think it's really funny. Yeah, I'm impressed with its uh, long-lasting meme status. Like people still quote that thing. <laughs> it came out in like what? Not for 2000? you, Glenn Coco. 2004 or something like that. Oh yeah, I don't know. We were in high school, right? Yeah. Uh, so probably like 2004, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. A long time ago. <laughs> I still see people like, you can't just ask people why they're blank. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to make blank happen. Stop trying to make blank happen. <laughs> it has universal appeal. I once met someone who had never seen it, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> don't you love Tina Fey? How can you be against this? Or like, how can you not have seen it? Yeah. Also like, uh, it's like, on October 3rd, he asked me what day it is. October 3rd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that always pops up, like, on Tumblr. Yes. Every year on October, October 3rd. 3rd. But it's also the day of, the, like, Full Metal Alchemist stuff. So it's, yeah. like, all these, like, dramatic Full Metal Alchemist posts. And then the like, it's October 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? That's my question. There was one that combined it that had, like, had someone, like, asking Ed what day it was. And he was saying it's October 3rd, but then, like, tearing up. And they were like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's October 3rd <laughs> on October 3rd I asked him what day it is <laughs> yeah. oh, that's funny that's why I remember when I first watched it I had no idea who like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were and then when yeah, I watched same. it when I was like a couple years older I was like oh shit look at yeah. those two in this movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> my other favorite scene from Mean Girls not that we're not on a rant but my, or tangent <laughs> my other favorite scene is when they go to Regina's house, and then they go in, and the little sister is dancing to like milkshake and like <laughs> like belly dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, <laughs> it's so wholly inappropriate and amazing. Yeah, that girl. That's another thing I get see get quoted a lot is the like I'm not like a normal mom. I'm a, I'm cool, a cool mom. mom. <laughs> That's also funny. <laughs> I'm not like a regular boss. I'm a cool boss. Yeah, I say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 